Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Transformation Gold Podcast. I am your coach and your hostess, Nicole DeVincentis, a.k.a. Figure Chick 911, coming to you on a beautiful, beautiful Easter Sunday, April 21st, 2019, clipping along here in the time. And today we're talking about triaging your position. Now, I know that I've done a podcast on this in the past. This podcast is continuing to evolve as I evolve as a coach, as our business becomes, I would call it, more clearly defined and our mission and our message becomes more clearly defined as well and sharpened and massaged and buffed and puffed and and polished. And I had the most kick-ass day today. I I just got to like say this, like it's really not often, this is going to tie into triaging your position. It's not often that I take a lot of time in social conversations. Um, It's really been, if you've listened to my podcast, like hands down, I am a worker and I speak with people as I'm working along, but really one of the pain points for me as I come from a nursing background, as my nursing career was coming to an end was the lack of quality relationships. And when I made a transformation, so if if this is your first time on the podcast, I should back up a little bit. And first of all, say thank you for joining us. Welcome to and welcome back everybody who, who regularly listens. I appreciate all of you. Um, if you've never been on the podcast before, this is the Transformation Gold Coaching and Training Academy's podcast. And this is actually a second business venture for me. I come from a nursing background. I've been a registered nurse for, I can't believe I'm even saying this, like over 25 years. And my specialty was emergency critical care and trauma. Uh, I retired from that profession Um Knowing from the get-go I was never going to be a nurse for my whole entire life, I simply didn't have clarity as to what I was going to do after nursing. And I really spent, like, you want to talk about, like, time in a wilderness. Like, this was probably, like, 15 years of trying different things, going back to school, seeing, like, should I advance my nursing career because one of the things that frustrated me about being a nurse, and we're going to tie this into what we call triage your position. It's one of the critical coaching concepts in our academy is that for me as this nurse, knowing that I, when I joined like nursing school, when I went to go fill out the application papers, I knew I wasn't going to be a nurse forever, at least in that capacity. And then as I got going as a nurse, I didn't, know that I was going to love it as much as I did. And it was one of those things. Um, I, I, I'm not like the nurse, like, Oh, it's okay. That was not me. I was gifted with the ability to be, to be in people's lives at the worst possible moment, which is how I, you know, was attracted down to the emergency room, how I was attracted into flight nursing, trauma nursing, et cetera, et cetera. And as time was going on, um, I was being prospected, if you would, for more job opportunities, not just because of the level of what we call clinical excellence, like how good you are as like a tactical nurse, but I was being recruited by a lot of different places because of my leadership skills. 
and my ability to essentially operate with grace under immense pressure. And um, I knew that, but coupled with that was also, I love science and I love the human body. I love like psychology. I love, I, I love everything about being in an emergent like nursing situation. I really do. I like being like not having a lot of information, but trying to discover the source of the problem and working collaboratively in teams as you do in healthcare. The whole model of it, I loved it. But one of the absolute pain points for me had to do with the issue of monetization. Okay. In, in other words, like how much you're getting paid. Now, don't get me wrong. Nurses, you can make a great living. And when you continue on in your education, as I pushed the gas pedal to do, you can make easily quarter million dollars and not work yourself to the bone because there's specialty areas. I went to go back to school to go into those areas and it was clearly not the place where I felt inside that I should be. And looking back, like I knew that God was not calling me to go into those areas. But it's a very weird place to be when you are, I guess you would say like at the apex of, you know, a given point in your life, whether this is a career or perhaps you're an athlete or, you know, like you're at the top of, of this proverbial mountain, if you would. And now you're looking around for something that gives you as much fulfillment and like, you want to devote your whole entire self to this thing. There wasn't anything out there. Um, but I knew that I needed like the issue of money. Like I started working a lot of overtime and taking part-time jobs and taking contract jobs that paid higher amounts of money. And what happened was at the end of the year, the only thing that happened was I got paid some extra money on the front end, but I totally got kicked in the mouth when it came to tax time because I just bumped myself up into a higher tax bracket. And so I knew at that time, like something had to be different. I knew that somehow it involved sales or business ownership. I had no idea what the F the next thing was going to be. And it was wildly frustrating. Um, it is definitely, it was definitely not how I normally roll. I'm a very clear, like defined when it comes to goals, like this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. This is what, and like idea inception execution, like idea, here we go. We're in action already. By the time you learn about it, I've already invested at least six months into this thing, if not 12. That's how I roll. And I'm telling you, as like that nursing dimension of me, like what you would know as a clinical nurse was coming to an end, to not have something else to, if you would, jump to was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. And during those times, it was literally like me pulling the roots out of this, of the nursing career that I knew and trying to somehow like build something that I couldn't even see what it was. It was so messy. It was straight up survival mode during that time. And what happened was I hosted, so today's Easter, I hosted Easter at my house and had my family come over. And I, 
if you guys are listening, I you probably remember that this happened. Like it was honestly probably like one of the worst family gatherings, at least from my perspective. I had one of my girlfriends over and her family and just like a few minutes before they got there, my brother and sister got into a fight. My sister locked herself in the bathroom. She was crying. It was just like, it was horrible. And honest to God, I realized at that moment that my family, okay, so I come from actually my parents divorced when I was young. Um, I lived with my mom and my stepdad and my brother and my sister. We have some older siblings who lived with us at one point or another as well. But for the most part, it was the five of us in the house. And my stepdad died several years ago from cancer. And since then, things were never quite right with that family. I, I still see my dad. He's got he's remarried and I've got brothers over there. So uh, right now just focusing on that one. It was it came so clear to me that my family had never healed. I knew that I needed to do something different. Um and I knew that I needed to somehow help my family heal, but I didn't know what that was. And so when I'm coming to you as the coach and people not to impress you, these are other people who say things like, I don't know, I know, like, how are you able to understand my perspective so easily? You're very, very articulate in the areas that you speak. There's been a lot of shit that's gone on. (laughs) That's the only way that I can say. And not that I even have all the answers, but it's been because there's been like serious, if you want to picture like a, a weed, if you would, that has roots that when you pull that sucker out, man, like you pull, like you have, you can't even pull out when the ground is dry. Like you have to like water the ground to make the ground soft so that you can actually pull the weed out. And when you pull the weed out, it's got like one giant weed with like all of these like little tiny root systems, which shoot off of it. And it's like, it's like an underground bush. That's what the weed system looks like. That's what happened when I started pulling up some of the shit that I was really like, like up in front of my face that caused me to completely do a 180 on how I was operating and get right teaching, right coaching, right practice and the right strategy to be able to put everything together and actually move forward. And in the, both of those things are interrelated, but they're both separate, both of which are very near and dear to my heart, my family. And then, you know, where do you choose to invest your life when it comes to your levels of contribution? Um, for me, nursing, as much as I, you know, didn't, I wasn't satisfied <laughs> with the pay structure for being not just a nurse, but actually an employee. I never did it for money. I straight up did it, number one, because science fascinates me. I love the human body. It was very intellectually stimulating. But also, my goal was to be the best provider regardless of licensure. It had nothing to do with, you know, being the quote unquote, the best like flight nurse. It was literally, I needed to be higher than that. So that as a flight nurse, which was my ultimate goal in terms of having a clinical position as a nurse, I was going to be able to have very high level and what I would call like expeditious conversations with people of all different education levels 
because I would be interfaith. Like I'd have to go get patients or, you know, our team rather would go and get patients at a hospital who were under somebody else's care, a physician's care. And the patient was too sick to stay there. So we'd go and we'd get them and then we'd bring them back to a hospital that had different services, different levels of care, like academic research centers, but we had to have the knowledge in order to be able to fix the problem in route while we were flying back to the hospital. And so for me, I've always set the bar like way above and beyond what anybody would ever even consider. But honestly, like that was my goal. And I trained myself to be that person. And coming back to what I first started to say was like, I've never really been, you know, so much social. When I move into something that I am completely in love with, on purpose, I'm very intentional about blockading off things that are distractions. And if you are, I love to work. Like that's that's who I am. I, I love working in the gym. I love working on projects. I really, 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 really do and they always say like your your greatest strength is your greatest weakness and my high levels of drive as you see with most very very high level producers high achievers what usually happens is that through the course of time like you pop out the other end if you would and all of a sudden you look around and you've created like this masterpiece maybe in your career or something that you're doing and you look around and you don't have much of a social support or any relationships that you have, they're not, they're not quality, there's no depth to them. And that was really the position that I don't even want to say I found myself to be in, because I, I knew it going along. It wasn't like this discovery for me. I knew it the whole entire time. And so as the nursing career was really like coming to a screeching halt, and I was questioning what the next thing was that I was going to do. And then I was, I was literally what we call triaging my position in every area of my life in terms of having children or not having children. And I'm not married yet. And if I had children, then who's going to help me? Because I don't have relationships. I don't have a team. And it can, it can consume you. Like it can cause your mind to go on these tangents of, I call it mind effedness. Does that make sense? Like you just go off on these tangents and it's very hard when you're in that to what we call see the forest through the trees. Like you're just in it and it's like if this thing doesn't happen, then this thing can't happen. In order for this thing to happen, then this other thing has to happen. But in order for that to happen, then this other thing and I don't have that thing, but maybe when this... Does that make sense? And it's almost like you have the Tasmanian devil spinning around inside of your head. And that's why it is so essential for you to what we call triage your position. Okay, now what you're going to get when you coach with me, you attend my classes, seminars, you listen to other podcasts, you, you take online coaching, however we come into your world, you're going to hear words and phrases and methodologies that straight up come from my time as an ER nurse because when you are operating in that capacity 
the job of an ER nurse, in this case, we're talking about triage. Triage is the nurse that you see when you very first show up in the emergency room and you've got to tell him or her what, what's wrong with you, why are you there. And the purpose for that is for us to determine, literally, like this is going to sound like pretty harsh, but we're very, very uh, like black and white. Are you going to die right now or can you wait? Like that's... <laughs> It's literally how it is. And if you know any emergency people, whether I don't care if you're talking to emergency doctors, nurses, any ancillary staff that works in the emergency room, you're dealing with first responders. That's literally how we are. Like we just, we want the answer. <laughs> we, don't, we don't waste time. We don't need the whole entire story. We have a very like systematic way of obtaining information so that we can properly categorize people and make sure that the sickest people, not how long you have been there, not if you've called ahead to reserve a space in the emergency room, which I think is total and complete bullshit. Excuse my language on Sunday morning, but it is. Okay, this is an emergency room. Okay, that's our job. Okay, like put all the pieces of the puzzle together and make and become very, very decisive. And honest to God, I know hands down, that's where I excel as a coach is to help you organize your brain with basically like the ER process of triaging your position and becoming very, very decisive. Now, I know that that sounds completely crazy. So here's what I'm going to present for your consideration, all right? When you coach and you train with me, like maybe you were in my shoes or maybe you are in where I was during that crazy time of like, oh my God, my family and oh my God, and I don't even have kids yet. I don't know what I'm going to do to make money. And like, it's more than one area of your life that seems to be, it's just not right. <laughs> This cannot be like, this cannot be how my story ends because this, this like, I don't even want to tell anybody about this. Like if you're there, okay, what I'm going to share with you today, all right, is going to help you what we call triage your position. Like you have to know exactly where you are. And when you have the mental command in order to do this, okay, it doesn't matter how like hefty the storm is, you know, how deep the water, how big the pothole. And if you live in Chicago, you know exactly how that can be really big. It like takes out all of your tires and your, your, the front half of your car. Like it doesn't matter. You're going to be able to quickly like call attention. Like this is where I am. Okay. You're going to be able to settle that mental chaos inside of your head. You're going to be able to restore that mental clarity for yourself so that if need be, you can course correct or you continue to take your steps forward on the same track. How does that sound? Does that sound good? I thought it would. Okay. So here's what I'm going to tell you that happened to me. All right. Now, during this time, and this was not that long ago, this was creeping up probably 2012. Okay, so now this is 2019. This was not that long of a period of time ago. That's when all these things really were coming to a massive, like, oh my God, this is just like a pile of shit. That's exactly what this is. And nothing, <laughs> nothing is good. It's like, we, get, we have to make some major changes here. And you know what they say, like, <laughs> if it's meant to be, it's up to me. And so 
I'm the rip the band-aid off type of girl and that when I decide to do something, I want, I do it completely. Like I, there's no half-assing. It's like both cheeks are completely in the game. I'm in there. I'm going to go rip up that damn weed. If I need to get a screwdriver to like dig down next to that giant root system so I can pull that sucker out, I will completely do it. I don't care how bad it hurts me. I don't care how much pain I have to go through. I don't care how long it takes to repair because this much I do know is that when I build shit, I build things that are so, excuse me, fucking strong. They will never crumble again. That's the level of confidence that I have in myself, but only because I've received right teaching and right coaching. All right. That's come from teachers and coaches down here on planet Earth. And it's also come from teachers and coaches who I believe are angels here on Earth who God uses to mold and to shape me. Okay, and it comes straight from what I have learned, believe it or not, in the Bible and through individuals who deliver the message to me. And that was actually like, what? Where is this coming from? Yeah, well, you know what? This is Easter Sunday. So, you know, let's like unpack this whole entire thing. And I'm going to help you bring peace to your mind so that wherever you are, you're moving into a storm, you're in the midst of a storm, you're coming out the other end of the storm and you look like, (laughs) woo, as my girlfriend Tracy puts it, she's saying, girl, okay, like you look like you had a rough time, okay, wherever you are, like the ebbs and the flows of the storms of life, they're they're there, okay, what's going to happen is that you use this template that I'm about to share with you and it will odd, I promise you, I used it with myself. It, it is literally the only reason I've been able to, again, with the grace of God and with other people down on, on this good green earth that we share together, put down foundations and help other people in some of the most intimate and powerful ways to help like transform lives. Like literally I'm in the business of transformation and I know that sounds ballsy, That's honest to God what I do. It's always been my specialty. Um, As a nurse, it it was more like I'm in people's lives at the worst possible moment and they can either die or they can kind of sort of get better. Like, you know, I'm like the flight attendant, like down on the earth. And when I brought that chapter to a close, one of the things that was wildly important to me was that I had the opportunity and made the intention of operating on the brighter side and assisting individuals in rebuilding their lives in a very, very positive way, rather than always being in the muck, in the mire, in the worst possible moment all the time. I wanted to be in life rather than always surrounded by death. That's what I asked for. And sometimes what happens is (laughs) you got to be careful what you ask for, okay? And what you pray for because God does have a sense of humor. But (laughs) when you pray for him, let me give you a little note here. Don't ever pray for patience, (laughs) Don't, because you're not gifted with patience. What actually happens is that when you, you already did it, right? You're totally screwed. (laughs) So what's going to happen is that God turns the heat up in the kitchen and he actually gives you situations that test 
your freaking patience and all you can do is just like look up in the sky and just be like, are you kidding me right now? Like, (laughs) okay, that's what happens. But he uses situations and other people to actually develop you so that you're not being gifted with a box of like, here, you can open this up and now like magically you're going to be more patient. What happens is he presses you just like a diamond is like pressurized is pressed. That's how a diamond is formed, right? You have like this raw lump of nasty old coal. Like nobody wants coal. Like that's the thing at Christmas time. Nobody ever wants in their stocking. And here, when you subject it to a lot of pressure, it actually turns into a diamond. Okay. And then even then, right after it's formed, it's just like this rock I don't know how people know what a diamond looks like because it's sure as hell. It's not shiny and brilliant. What it has to happen then is it has to go to a master uh, gem cutter. I, I know I don't have the right word, but that's what happens. And the master, like craftsman, he cuts and he shapes all those facets in the diamond. And that's why it's so brilliant. And that's why it sparkles as it does. But it began with the levels of pressure. So if you are in the middle of a storm right now and you are like, whoo, feeling the pressure right now, I know that it sucks. And I can only speak with such clarity and such levity about this right now is because I've passed through that. When If you would have caught me five years ago, it would not have been the same story. Like literally, like every day I was crying all the time. Literally, I was having nosebleeds every, Lord even knows what my blood pressure probably was, like nosebleeds every single day. It was horrible. I mean, it was horrible. I I thought I was going crazy. I I could not like it was it was crazy town. Plus there was financial hardship to like magnify this times you know like to the millionth power. It was awful. But I'm here to tell you that if you're in that pressure, okay? And pressure is different from stress, okay? Pressure is the situation. Stress is what you do to yourself. So me, I exerted a lot of physical stress upon myself while under immense pressure. Okay. (laughs) You see it? Okay. So you got that. But here's what I'm going to tell you. All right. Not that time heals everything. In the midst of your pressure, in the midst of even like your lowest lows. And, you know, I'm telling you, there were times I was low. Physically, I was low. I was having like all, I I thought I had fibromyalgia at one point, like my body hurt. Like I'm a very, very high level athlete and things just started going south, like in every area of my life, all about the same time when I made the discovery about my family, when I was trying to figure out what the F I was going to do to make money so I could live, <laughs> my, my health went down, you know, it, it was, it was literally a complete shitstorm for five solid years. And I, I know that's probably not what you want to hear if you're in it, but here, I'm going to tell you, you're going to be able to pass yourself out of it, but you have to have the strategy on which to do so. Okay. So now I've been building all this momentum up and you're like, Oh my God, girl, will you please tell me, but I have to get all of us on the same page. Okay. So that we can move forward together. And it's this, you have to, no matter where you are before the storm, in the storm, after the storm, you have to be of the mental command of continuously triaging your position. Okay. 
am I moving closer to or farther away from my goals? You've got to be aware of that. You've got to be aware of, did I execute on, maybe you have a business plan, maybe you have an action plan, maybe whatever your, you know, to-do list, you know, is, did I do those tasks? Yes or no. Okay. So it's, it's very much so about leading yourself first and being very acutely aware of where you are in all areas. Okay. Now, what are the areas? This is going to be the next thing. Now, some people think, oh, like work and home, or maybe when it applies to my health. When you coach and you train with us, I have a template for you to use. Okay. Something to help you organize your thoughts and that craziness. And that's also going to help you triage your position. Okay. Now, it's something called the pie of life. What? That sounds good, right? Ooh, on Easter, what kind of pie? Okay, I want you to picture, if you would, picture a cherry pie. Okay? Now, if you've ever seen, yeah, you can told, you can put the lattice crust on the top. You absolutely can. Yes, yes, yes. All right. I know, like, everybody's like, oh, I wish I wore my pie pants today. So they have a little bit of elasticity to them. Okay? Pie of life, though. All right? Now, picture this. All right? This is the template that you're going to use to bring some order to the chaos of your mind. Okay, now this is what it looks like. All right, now picture the pie, the cherry pie, and it's going to be one that just came out of the oven. All right, now if we were to take that pie and divide it into four equal pieces, right? So we draw a line up and down, a line side to side, you got four pieces of pie. Those pieces of pie actually represent your relationships. One is the relationship that you have with yourself. Two is the relationship that you have with other people. Three is the relationship that you have with money. And four is the relationship that you have with God or spirit or Buddha, whoever that is. Okay, for me, it's God. And that's the word that I'm going to be using. Okay, this is my podcast. All right, great. Now, the filling of the pie is your health and fitness. All right, so it's in all of the pieces of the pie. And then the crust, the crust is your purpose. Okay, so there's six areas there. You've got four relationships, one crust, all right, which is your purpose, and then your health and your fitness is the filling, okay, because your health is like the vehicle for your life. If you don't have that, you really don't have a whole lot, okay? Now, if we had this pie just out of the oven, and let's say we took one of those pieces of pie and pulled, you know, like cut that piece of pie out, and the pie was still hot, what would happen to the rest of the pie? Like, oh, yeah, it would totally like collapse, right? Like, all the filling would like drip into that space where that pie used to be, totally like wreck how that beautiful pie was. Doesn't look really pretty with that lattice crust anymore, (laughs) right? Okay, so this is what happens sometimes when you focus only on one area of your life. Okay, without ever checking back in or without giving any consideration to the other areas of your life. Okay, it can cause destruction of that pie of life. And what usually happens when I come into your life, you stumble upon me as a coach, you're listening to this podcast, you see me up on YouTube, your Instagram, you know, is at figurechick911. However you come into me, I'm in your work, you're referred to me, you know, by a, a personal friend or a family member, however this actually, Facebook, whatever happens, It's because you're at a major transition point and it usually does not involve 
one area. It usually involves multiple areas of the life, which maybe like me are completely screwed up right now. (laughs) I don't know how I got here. I'm not even wanting to say that I drove myself here. I don't know how to drive out here. I don't know what to do. All I know is that I'm losing sleep. I'm not productive. My brain won't shut off. I'm not making money. My health is suffering. Like every single freaking thing sucks right now. Is that you? Okay, well, guess what? You're in the right place. Okay, because this is like, this is one of my favorite things in the whole wide world to actually do. Just like, okay, here comes like some weird ER stuff. Just like when, you know, I would be in the ER or working on the helicopter, the sicker the person, okay, if they had like a medical illness or even if they had a traumatic injury, not that I would ever wish that on anybody, but that's what I love to do. I love to help fix people. Like the sicker they were, the better I liked it. The bloodier the trauma, the more I loved it because it usually meant like more stuff was wrong and we got to like do more stuff to make you better. Do you know what I'm like? That's what we live for. Some of us are built that way. Okay. Sounds weird, but it's because we're given those gifts right? that we're able to help people who do things like stick their hand underneath the lawnmower while it's running. Like that really happens. Okay. So. All right, so you're understanding my humor just a little bit. Got to do things. When you're talking about life, I know without a shadow of a doubt, it's like serious shit, okay? But you also need to have somebody who can deal with the shit with you and not be afraid of what you're about to put down on the table, okay? Because when you show your hand of cards to me, could you picture this? If you, like, whatever, my business is failing, Me as the coach, what if I would have been like, oh my God, how could you have been so stupid? (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) I mean, that would be the same thing like if you were the person who stuck their hand underneath the lawnmower. I'm telling you, they really do that stuff. I don't know why either. They just do. Like every year. They totally, just like around um, 4th of July. If you live in the United States, like blow off fireworks and stuff, like people literally come in with their hands blown off from lighting firecrackers, like every single, every single year. And you're just like, oh my God. But it's like job security. You know what I'm saying? But here's what I'm saying. Like if you came to us in the ER with like your worst possible thing, what if we started crying and we were like, oh my God, this is terrible. What are we going to do? I mean, what the hell? No one would ever get better, right? Same thing when you coach with me. And what will happen is because we have that sense of humor, us ER-like type weirdos, we allow you to laugh, okay? And laughter, I swear to you, it literally is the best medicine. And same thing when you coach and you train with me. Like, I know we get into some serious shit, Okay. I believe that my position in your life, it's, it's a privilege. I know this is a privilege. You let me into places in your life that your wife doesn't even know about. Your husband doesn't know your best friend, your mom or whomever. Like I know that my coaching place with you is a, is a straight privilege. I do not take it lightly, but I can't let you drown. Okay, so I do strategically lighten the environment, okay, by getting you to laugh at yourself. 
Okay. I know that you're on this podcast because you have a tremendous heart. I know that you're on this podcast because you have goals and aspirations and you demand a lot of yourself. Okay. By the same token, I also know that when you F up or when things are not working in a good way, you need to have a coach who can show up for you in a very, very positive and powerful way to assist you in stepping yourself out of that shit. That's a visual. (laughs) Make sure you don't get it on me. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. So back to our pie of life. All right. If you can't laugh at yourself, like seriously, really. Okay. Back to our pie of life. All right. So we were talking about like, what do you do? Like when your life seems to be getting like out of control like that. All right. So if you are focused on one area of your life, all right, and you're not paying any attention to the others, the others fall apart. And then all of a sudden, you go back to them and you're like, oh my God, this is just total shit. What the F? And for me, I knew how yucky things were with my family, but it didn't actually come as like staring me in the face until I had my family over for Easter that day. And it became blatantly apparent, like my family honestly has never healed. Like we don't even know how to be together. I don't even know where to begin with this, okay? And this is not just something that I can do recreationally. This We're talking like this shit runs deep, okay? And I, it wasn't, I, I'm trying to remember the time. I, it may have been before that. I don't even know. I just remember one day. Whether this was before or after that event is irrelevant. This is honestly what happened. I was driving by myself. It was one night I was coming home. And I used to live in an area that to get to my house, you had to pass through all these um, farms, like cornfields with like like working farms, like with uh, roosters that would stand out by the mailbox and like chickens and stuff they would like eat the feed off of like you would see on tv like off the ground it'd be like freaking green acres it was culture shock I came back I lived in New York for a while and then came back and moved there it was like I cried for like two weeks I was like oh my god I'm like a star out of the show green acres but um I remember this one night I was starting to this had to have been before that I was questioning a lot of stuff about my life you know my my nursing career what am I going to do next this whole issue of money etc etc and I turned the radio on and um what happened was as I turned the radio on I pushed you know you have that scan or the seek button on your radio and when you push it it bounces from station to station so that you know, you can be lazy and not have to turn the radio station yourself, but it can scan for you automatically. <laughs> Probably so you can keep your hands on the wheel and be safe. But um, what happened was it landed on one particular station. And as I was making a left-hand turn, I will never forget this. It was like 9.15 at night or maybe like 9.45, somewhere around there at night. I was making a left-hand turn. It was by this giant red barn that was by this farm all of a sudden this preacher's voice came on and it was clearly like a black man and it's, and all he said was the reason you don't have what you want is either you're not ready or it's not ready i'm telling you i almost drove my car off the road because it was i was like holy shit who is that like he's talking 
talking to me? Who is this? Oh my God. And it turns out that it was actually a gentleman by the name of Pastor Ford. He's out of here, hometown Chicago. He operates uh, his own um, community church. I can't remember if he's west side or south side down there, but he's he is something else. He's like a recovering drug dealer, you know, turned pastor. Like he, his whole story is all about transformation. And um, after I heard that, I don't even really remember the ride home after that. I just remember the next night I was driving home and I was trying to find that same radio station so that I could hear him again because clearly like somebody was trying to get my attention and I needed to hear more of it. And really for me, that was, I believe what was the final like hook around my neck, if you would, to like lasso me in and get me to start exploring faith, but more so my relationship with God and how God commands us to live. Now, I know you did not expect that on this podcast. If you've listened to previous podcasts, you know that like me and God, like we are together. And like you, if this is your first time on this podcast, you probably did not expect that. But here's what I'm going to tell you. Had it not been for my walk with God, I never would have come out the other side. I literally... On more than one occasion, I can tell you, hand, I, I was suicidal. Like, I was suicidal considering taking my own life. I had a plan. And um, being that I lived by myself, it would not have been hard to execute on the plan. Because I did not have a strong social circle. I did not have a lot. I, I hate really talking on the phone. Um, so this, I mean, it would have been very, very simple. And had it not been for my relationship with God, I would not be on this podcast right now. I guarantee you with that. But more importantly, I would never, ever, ever have been able to move into my next season of life, which is the coach that I am today. And still probably in my infancy, because the more I coach, the more I learn and the more I'm like, oh my God, like, <laughs> I got to get better. At, I got to get better at this. Like, it's, it's, a, you learn so much about yourself when you are a coach and it's, it's really like I was, I had an element of fulfilledness as a clinical nurse, but it, I can't even say that. Oh, something was always missing when I was a nurse. I couldn't figure out what it was. Even when I reached, you know, that apex as a flight nurse, I remember I never, I never felt fulfilled inside. And now working as a coach and having done all of the weed yanking out by the root system and ripping off the band-aids that needed to happen in terms of career transition and in terms of course correcting and assisting my family through healing and and this is just something that's it's not even like full blown. I mean, we're just finally seeing some movement on it this year. Um, I had to do a lot of internal work, and that was only possible. I promise you, through God, working through other people, and clearly like through Pastor Ford and and other. And he's up on Moody Bible Institute Radio. You can actually catch him if you go online. Just Google Moody Moody. Is it Moody Radio or Moody Bible Institute? And you can click on the link for the radio and you can like live stream or you can listen to podcasts and stuff. And for me, Pastor Ford, he is, he's very 
he's a very dynamic speaker. He is funny as hell. And his, the way he speaks and teaches, like it just, it completely jived with me. It, I got it. Like I, I get his humor and he helped me apply biblical principle to life, which was the gap. Like I needed that. Like it, I think of all the times that I used to go to church and it would just be like these lofty words and it never seemed to apply to modern times. Pastor Ford excels at that. That's for me. He was that like, come on over here, girl. And like got me to laugh and know how to apply it. And then through, you know, introduction to different people was able to, to deepen that understanding. And here's what I know, like the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. And in no way am I like a theologian or an expert when it comes to like Bible anything, but I have some firm foundations. And that's unequivocally how I know that when I build things now, everything that I build and assist other people in building is rock solid because of the foundation on which we build it. Like we go a little bit subground level and we get all of the junk out and for me as the coach on a very personal note like this is actually the most fulfilling role that I've ever had because I get to be with you during your what we call like your transition times or your transformation times and it's so exciting to see the glimmer in your eyes when you guys come out the other side and you're seeing new life and new movement in your life and when you work with me I promise you we hustle like we work fast <laughs> and usually a lot of my people get super tired when you like pop your head up above the water and you're like oh my god <gasps> what <laughs> and then we look back and you're like oh but look at what you did like this is so awesome like that's the expected path of progression, but it's all based on this template on this pie of life that wherever you are, like my goal in coaching you is yes, I love it when we can work together, but honestly, I develop leaders. And what that means is that after we hang up the phone, because most of my coaching I do via telephone, sometimes, you know, we'll do group coachings in our private Facebook groups. Other times I will come to you via planes, trains and automobiles and be with you or your group or your agency like live in person. Okay, but however this is, eventually I'm going to be out of your physical space or your technological space and you're going to go living your life. And maybe after like our coaching program comes to a close and you're in work mode, then if I don't empower you with the tactics and the skill sets on how to, in this case, triage your position and know how to bring structure to a busy brain that's like a cross between a roadrunner and a Tasmanian devil like up inside of your head, then I have failed you as a coach, okay? Because it's up to you then to be able to do that for yourself. And also you, I, I develop leaders. Like then you go out and everybody always has teams. Like whether you're leading your family, this is a sports team. This is your organization. You're building a business. This is your community, your church, whoever this is, then you have to do the exact same thing. But here's what you need to know. The speed of the leader determines the speed of the team. Okay. We'll use that as a starters. The crazy of the leader determines the crazy of the team. 
So if your mind is spinning on crazy and you're wondering why everybody around you seems so crazy, well, if you're the leader, you're the go-to, you're the person that people look to to solve the problem or you are in charge, your people take on your personality and your way of being. What? I know there's like so much content on this podcast. Like this is why we have coaching programs because right now I'm dropping bombs on you right now. And you're like, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God. Like this is part of what happens when we triage your position. Okay. The way that I coach and I train is I, me, the coach in order to be able to show up for you in the capacity that you require at that time. Okay. I've got to be able to get a lot of information out of you in a very, very short period of time because you need results like yesterday. I'm really not the coach that you call when you're like, and one day I would like to, that's usually not how I come into people's lives. I like that idea, you know, we're moving more into the organizational issue when we're doing like um, business development and, and we're coming in with wellness initiatives and things like that. But nine times out of 10, you know, I maintain, you know, my social media profile as figurechick911 is because I excel at assisting individuals bring structure and peace to their mindset in order to be able to bring structure and peace to their lives. Because you can't build wonderful things, whether this is a life or a business or a team, whatever, relationship, when you are chaotic inside. Does that make sense? Like this is why coaching is so incredibly important and that you align yourself with the coach that has the skill set to do that. If it's not me, then do yourself a favor, find the coach with whom that it is. You know, for me, when you and I come together, like you will know like right away, like that's my girl. This is the woman. I'm kind of afraid of her, but it's okay. (laughs) Like I promise you when you remain coachable, I have never had anybody who was coachable who didn't have like exponential results in multiple areas of their life and then look back six months and be like, my life right now is virtually unrecognizable from what it was before. And I had no idea that all this stuff was taking place. Not only did we have fun, not only was this challenging for me, but holy shit, Honest to God, and I'm hesitant to type out my testimonials sometimes because, you know, I say like, I'm not supposed to be swearing. I'm trying to like, you know, polish that up. But those are the testimonials that my people give. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, life is so funny, right? I know. So once I decided like I had to like officially cut the cord and leave nursing behind everything, it was a game changer, but I'm telling you, it was because I used this template. Okay. Number one, I always pray to God. I ask him exactly for what it is that I need. Okay. If I need wisdom, I pray for wisdom. If I need for discernment, I I pray for discernment. If I need for him to please show me exactly what I need exact, I can't please no, none of this puzzle stuff. None of this be silent during the test stuff. Like right now, I can't take it. I need an answer. He'll always give you the answer. And that's what happened. Like fast forward many years, like 
I was still sitting on the fence as to whether or not, like, there's this whole issue of money. Should I go back to nursing? And every time I went back, I was acutely reminded of why I knew I couldn't be there. And I just kept my foot on the accelerator. Shit was messy. I needed to get right teaching. I needed to get business mentors and business coaches and money coaches because I had the wrong money dialogue. And I thought I had big lofty goals, but they were nowhere near the size of the goals that I actually had to be setting. (laughs) And it was humbling for me. And what I can tell you is that if you can't see that far in advance, it's simply because you are so far into the forest, you can't even see it through the trees. That's what happens when you get on stress overload. It's actually like a physiologic thing, okay? When you get on stress overload, you lose peripheral vision. This is legit. This is scientific fact. You lose the ability to hear subtleties, to process information logically. I mean, think about it. The last time you were like, whoa, like stressed out to the max, like, How much of the conversation with that other person do you remember? How polite and articulate were you? I know, right? You weren't, okay? You sucked ass and you probably swore and you probably lost your temper. You probably had this major meltdown. Nothing got resolved except people's feelings got hurt. The situation never got handled. Now we have, you know, damaged relationship on top of it. And right? Exactly. It doesn't work, but that's what happens when you're caught up in the stress. That's what happens when you're caught up in your feels. When you coach and you train with me, I train you on something what we call commanding your emotionality. Okay, it doesn't mean controlling it. It means commanding your emotionality. Okay, it would be the equivalent of if you're in a room with Mother Teresa. Okay, if you don't know who she is, That is one woman you should go, like, look her up and study her life, okay? She's, like, this little, like, I don't know, four-foot-something little, 80-pound little, like, warrior of a woman, like, the kindest, calmest little woman, but, man, that woman was fierce. But she's, like, calm, right? And let's say something, like, crazy were to have happened, somebody pushed your buttons, Mother Teresa's standing there, would you, like, haul off and start dropping a bunch of F-bombs in front of Mother Teresa, Like, probably not, right? Like, or Princess Diana, okay? Like, probably not. (laughs) Or maybe your grandma, like, probably not, okay? You have that ability to shut that off, okay? That's why I say, like, emotions, like, you have the ability to command your emotions because you do it selectively in front of other people, okay? It's just that around some people, some people push your buttons further than others, And some people you just get sloppy around. Okay, just like you expect them just to deal with your shit because we're in a comfortable relationship now. And I challenge that and just say no. The second you allow sloppiness, not comfortability, but sloppiness to enter, like that's the beginning of the end of the relationship right there because it always goes downhill. Okay, so commanding your emotionality, though, is wildly important because when you get caught up in your feels, when you're under stress, it takes you seriously off course. Now you've got Roadrunner, Tasmanian Devil, and a hysterical woman with PMS, okay, (laughs) who wants to have chocolate be held and is still trying to push you away at the same time, all up inside of your mental. Okay, (laughs) like that's right. I know that's how you fit. Like, I get it. I totally get it. Okay. 
inside of your brain can either be the best place or it can be like a foreign territory filled with like nightmare scenarios (laughs) and you have to have that mental command. Okay, we call it champion mindset, but it's having that tenacity, the mental strength that when things are moving off course for you, you've got to be able to like call attention to the elephant in the room. Okay, triage your position. Like, where am I at right now? Where's my family at right now? Where's my business at right now? And this is something which is done without emotion. This is literally just like how much money is in the bank, how much, you know, time did I, you know, devote to my, to my reading or whatever it is. Like it's, it can be marked pretty much either with numbers or just like with a yes or a no or closer to or farther away. It's very objective. Okay. It's very rapid fire. And once you discover where you're at, then it's up to you to place that like in your pie of life. Okay. So let's say this, like, here's what I found. Like a lot of my guy friends, you know, they always say like, you attract what you are, not what you want. All of my guy friends are seriously like way driven like me. They are self-starters. Most of them are entrepreneurs. All of them are, yeah, all of them are actually pretty high level athletes. Now that I think about it, I even have some guy friends that are like uh, upwards in their, in their fifties, sixties and seventies. And uh, I just met somebody new today. Like he walks 10 miles a day and you know, he just like, he kicks ass. And what usually happens is that, you know, with men, not all men, but a lot of men, you guys don't like you're not up in your feels, you know, you don't like communicate your feelings. A lot of you guys become very introspective about what's going on. And you also become your harshest critic. And in order to assist you in moving that, what ends up happening then is just, this is just how guys roll, is that I know that when you like hang out with your guy friends, you don't usually support and encourage one another and be like, oh yeah, you're like, you did awesome. It's usually like, what's up dickhead? Or, right? Like those are your guys' like words of affection and I'm not going to change that. I have no interest in changing that. I know that's just how you guys are and that's fine. But what happens is that when it becomes, um, what's the word, directed back at yourself. So let's say you were, uh, let's take a money goal, okay? And you had a particular target that you had set for yourself and you fell shy of that money goal, either for the week or your, your monthly or your yearly or whatever. And, um, you blew a deal or something like that. And all of a sudden, like you, oh God, I was such an idiot. Right. And then you go home and then it continues to like fester up inside of your head. And what was essentially, all right, let's use the pie of life, like one cherry in one piece of the entire pie now becomes the entire pie. And it's very easy for you guys to lose perspective that, again, this is one cherry in one piece of the entire pie. And in fact, I was talking with, um, I still have a part-time job. I was talking with my boss the other day and he's like, I said, well, what if, you know, it was just like one little cherry. It was like bruised. He's like, well, it's imperfection. Like it it ruins the whole pie. It can't stay in there. (laughs) It's like, I know, but 
here's the thing. It's one cherry in one piece of the entire pie. Like it needs to be corrected or replaced or whatever. But the deal here is that, yes, you want to focus on it and you want to improve it or fix it or whoever, but you can't allow it to become so all-consuming that now it's like it's effing up your health or it's effing up your relationship with God. Like it can't become, here, here's what it is. It can't become the idol. How about that? Ooh, it become it literally becomes an idol. Like all of a sudden you focus on that one little cherry and the one piece of, of the whole entire pie and it becomes something like, that's it. Now, I know that success requires obsession. Like, I'm down with that, okay? But what I'm talking is that when you're in the storm, like, you're focusing on something that you lack, something that you didn't do, where you screwed up or whatever, 